Um, how ironic, and, and again, I remind everybody, the, the funeral for our dear friend, our Haver, our staff member, our brother, who was taken from us suddenly on Shabbat, uh, Mayor Weingarten. His funeral is tonight at 7 p.m. Israel time at Eretz HaChaim in Beit Shemesh, the Eretz HaChaim Cemetery in Beit Shemesh, 7 p.m. Please spread the word. We want the final kavod, the final respects for Mayor to be as large and as dignified as possible. So please, those of you out there who know of people that would want this information, please make sure to get it to them. It's happening in Israel tonight. How fitting that our first guest, our first, and this is a coincidence, this is a total coincidence, our first guest um, post the uh, passing of our dear friend Mayor Weingarten, who was synonymous with Israel, is a Daron Peretz, who of course uh, leads World Mizrahi, and as Rav Daron Peretz will remember with me, um, Mayor's father, uh, David Weingarten, my father, Rabbi Zev Siegel, were giants in the Mizrahi movement. Mayor, of course, carried on that mantle during his uh, during his life, a life that was cut short this past Shabbat, and has always been an incredible voice of um, Zionism and bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora. And we had invited Rav Daron on because on Monday... Um, they were in the midst, World Mizrahi was in the midst of an amazing campaign, a fundraising campaign, with again all the yeshivot and seminaries in mind, uh, something that, that Rav Daron and everybody at World Mizrahi has been doing an amazing job at, especially during COVID, doing whatever possible for the yeshivot and seminaries. And we wanted to help participate in the campaign, but uh, obviously things changed for us this past Shabbat, and um, uh, we rescheduled Rav Daron. Uh, from Monday till today. The campaign's over, but Rav Daron will provide for us an address where people can still contribute if they want to be part of the effort uh, to support the yeshivot and seminaries in Israel. Harav Daron Peretz, an absolute honor, as usual, to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you very, very much, Nachum, and an honor and privilege to be always to be part of your show. We still remember, amazingly, the wonderful time when you came here in the 50th with Miriam and made such a difference to our whole event, uh, both in terms of the, the launch of the 3,000 people at, uh, at the, uh, the Jerusalem uh, International Conference Center, and then during the course of the four-day mission, it was really special, and I'm so glad to any time have an opportunity to be on the show and to interact with you. I'm happy, so thank you so much for having me part of it. I appreciate that. And that, of course, was the historic Yom Yerushalayim, and it, it's difficult this week, as you know, Rav Daron, for me to speak about Yom Yerushalayim without speaking about our dear friend, Mayor Weingarten. Uh, he was the epitome of Yom Yerushalayim that week, and you were, of course, way too busy that week to know this. <laughs> but that week, when we did the show on Yom Yerushalayim from uh, the porch at Eish Torah, overlooking uh, Harabayit, uh, Mayor was on from the United States, uh, doing what he did for us every single year, including two weeks ago for Yom Yerushalayim, and that was, uh, you know, taking us through the battle for Jerusalem with all the recordings and all the Harabayit Biadenu and all the chauffeur blowing of Rav Goren, et cetera, et cetera. So he was such a major uh, part of that. And, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe our most recent pre-COVID Yom Yushalayim special, you carried on the, on the Mizrahi feed uh, when you did the special Yom Yushalayim programming uh, for the world audience. So... Essentially, we've we, we've we've all been partners 
in the effort to remind people about the uh, holiness and the uh, desperate need to hold on to Jerusalem. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I must be honest, unfortunately, I didn't uh, know uh, Mayor Van Garten very well, and I've heard unbelievable things about him, and now from you as well, and I'm really, really sorry that I didn't know him better. And what a huge, tragic, and sudden loss it is. So, Do you, know, uh, you know what you just reminded me of? You know what you just reminded me of? It's so, and, and, and your words are obviously so appreciated. You just reminded me that I had a note to myself that we must include Mayer now in Hamizrahi magazine. He had such wow. he had such insight into Jerusalem, Israel, the Hebrew language, the bridge between diaspora and Eretz and Medinat Israel. I said to myself, "What wow. a what a no brainer! We have to we have to include his articles in Hamizrahi." And of course, the truth is, maybe we will transcribe some of his amazing works, especially when we get around to the next Yom Yushalayim, and and hopefully we'll be able to partner. Uh, to help spread the word. And, of course, in, in advance, I'm thanking you for that. Harav Daron, I, I I don't know when you picked up this mantle. It seems like you've picked up a lot of mantles over the last few years since you took over with World Mizrahi. How did Mizrahi all of a sudden drift into the area of being there when necessary for yeshivot and seminaries in Israel? Yeah, so, you know, you know uh, a couple of things, you know. Obviously, in, uh, in, in every crisis, there's a tremendous opportunity with all the obvious challenges of a crisis. With challenges come opportunities because it's often a shirat kelim where you have a chance to relook at things and, and you've got to somehow operate differently, A, to respond to the crisis at hand. And then often beyond just the crisis, it creates vistas of opportunity to operate differently. And I think one of those opportunities happened a year ago with uh, COVID, with the fact that many yeshivot and seminaries uh, in Israel uh, encountered lots of problems. So I'd just say, firstly, part of the Mizrahi mission, any uh, movement aspiring to be a global movement, a global religious Zionist movement, has to believe, which I fervently believe, that one of the, the critical success factors of Mizrahi world movement has to be how successful are, is the gap year experienced in Israel. If roughly speaking, there are three to 4,000 young men and women coming every year from, let's call it the broader Mizrahi world, from around the world, right. if they're coming for a gap year experience, quantitatively, are the numbers going up? And how is the qualitative experience? We all know 40, 50 years ago, not many people came to gap year experiences, and, and, and it's, it's just totally mushroom. So, the engine, I believe, of the, the, the leadership engine of, uh, of uh, diaspora jury, so much of it comes out of these incredible young men and women who come to Israel every single year. Many will stay on in Israel and go on to leadership roles, and many go back to their communities, to campuses and stay on in their communities. And these are the creme de la creme. And uh, we need to do everything as a global movement to ensure that these experiences in Israel, the institutions which run them and do so much incredible work, and the students themselves are... Every deserving student is able to come. That the quantity nobody should not come because of, uh, of finances. And and uh, uh, number one and number two, it should be the most transformative experience that it could be. So we always believe that. And in the last six years or so that I've been at Mizrahi, well, Mizrahi, this was always one of those critical success factors that was on our strategic plan. What then happened was COVID. The it all was born out of the fact that the, the Jewish agency went through enormous budget cuts. And some of it adversely affected the Massa program, which handed out 
right. uh, you know, scholarships to, he handed out scholarships. Right. And there was an outcry because so many uh, institutions are affecting hundreds and hundreds of young men and women all of a sudden did not have the same level of subsidy and their participation was in question. And that creates an opportunity for us. We realized there wasn't a group which was able to represent them, galvanize them to the Jewish agency and bring them together in front of my son. So hang on. Uh, you know, we can't just take a million dollars out of the budget. I understand there isn't budget. What can we do about it? And thank God through a lot of Seattle Deschmai lobbying, we were able to restore the vast majority of that money and engage in a matching initiative where we, we would fundraise whatever the difference would be. We would fundraise that amount together with the Shibotan seminaries and the, we could access, uh, you know, the, the vast majority of funds which had been put back in place. So essentially, the, the, the budget cuts as a result of COVID gave us the opportunity to go and lobby for and create an advocacy group for them. Right. And amazing things come out of it. And All then right. the second thing, which is just, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, there are, a couple of, there, there are a couple of additional points I want to make, but I'll, I'll let you finish first. But 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 my first question is, what was the campaign a success? Originally, we wanted to have you on in the midst of the campaign and really get involved, obviously, but we were derailed a bit. But as you look back at the last few days, was the campaign a success? Uh, well, firstly, unbelievable. I was just firstly asking, answering the question, how do we get involved in it? Right. How we got involved in it was through this petach of, uh, of need, which was created a year ago. Right. But then uh, a year ago, we also did a fundraising campaign, and we raised, we, meaning we, we did a fundraising campaign with the Shibos and seminaries to raise as much money as possible for them. We managed together with Cause Match, our amazing partners in this process, done an unbelievable job to raise over $5 million, just wow. over $5 million last year. This year, this year, as I've just looked at the site now, it's on $5.7 million. Wow. So $5.7 million. Over 15,000 donors worldwide have contributed to the different yeshivas and seminaries. And, of course, each yeshiva and seminary has operated this in a way that they have approached their friends and graduates and donors, etc. What we have done, we've created the umbrella campaign to create the buzz. We've called it Kimitzion Tetzay Torah, supporting the yeshivas and seminaries. In Israel, the transformative gap you experience, no one should be left behind. So our role was to galvanize, bring together, create a buzz about it in the media, to do social media campaigns as well, because people are more likely to give when there's a buzz going on. Yeah. People feel they're part of something much bigger than them. So thank God, as of today, I think the site's still open for a couple of days, even though the campaign is sort of a, the main part is over. $5.7 million has been raised, and we are absolutely... Uh, thrilled about thrilled about it, and are, are so appreciative that it's, uh, it's 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 done so well. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, huh, I have it in front of me now. Uh, the Mizrahi Cause Match campaign: five point seven three five million dollars total amount raised for all campaigns. It's a win-win, everybody. It's a win-win. These Shivotan seminaries are uh, are benefiting, and again, the strength of uh, our schools, the Mizrahi type schools in Israel. Uh, are is just getting uh, stronger and stronger with the support that they're getting. As Rav Daron mentioned, the campaign is officially over, but this link, this site, will remain active for the next couple of days. So if you want to contribute and be part of World Mizrahi Day, a couple of days late, of giving for Yeshivot and Seminaries in Israel, you could just uh, go to causematch.com and search Mizrahi, which is what I did, causematch.com, search Mizrahi. Again, right now they're at 5735 thousand dollars. Rav Daron Peretz, who of course leads World of Mizrahi, is with us live via telephone. Rav Daron, there's another piece that I want to um, mention regarding all this. Sure. And that is that, and this is not at all, and I hope people realize that I'm being 
sincere and truthful when I say this because I've I say it often in reference to the Mizrahi movement because it's had many iterations over the decades. Um, this is not at all a criticism of prior administrations. Every era is different, but in your era, you have been able not only to galvanize uh, the groups that you would expect to be under the banner and umbrella of Mizrahi religious Zionism. You went ahead with this whole COVID situation and invited all the yeshivot and seminaries in Israel to fight alongside with you and really, you know, with you under the same umbrella uh, for the funds that are necessary and for the different things that are necessary, policy change, et cetera, right? We had to get students into Israel, policy change, et cetera, during this. And I don't know, you know, there are different, like I said, there's different eras in Jewish history. Thank God we're in an era where where you're able to build bridges and people accept the the um, uh, the gesture, you know, to build a bridge and to work together. So I think that's also an additional factor we should point out this morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I think also, yeah, I think also the fact that we've all been in the same boat during this crisis. You know, so many incredible things have come out of it because everyone was in the same boat. The, the, the budget cuts were the same for all of the different institutions. And uh, the need to get into the country was the same for institutions. And the ongoing need to navigate the challenges of this last year has been the same for everyone. So once you're involved in something, you know, then, uh, you know, try and make it as broad as possible and let everyone benefit from it because, you know, then in there, there's a lot of there. So yeah. I think it really has given an opportunity. And I think so much good has come out of it. There's also, you know, the, the good of the Shibot and seminaries as well, which has also created out of this, which has added so much value in different ways. And, 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 and I think so many good things have come out of this, which I think is, I mean, I just look at the WhatsApp groups that I'm on with heads of yeshivot and seminary on, on so many different levels, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you and know, they never, yeah. they never felt part of a network before. And you've created yeah. a network for them, which is so vital. We, we, are, we, yeah. are, we are greater, it is greater than the sum of its parts. When, when, yeah, when, exactly when, right. and, and that's what you've created, and I think that needs to be recognized. And again, the outreach to other groups has to be recognized. Uh, you know, there's not yeah. there's not always a consensus. We know how you know, we know how how our community works. There are those yeah. there are those who don't make an effort to reach out to those who may have different philosophies and hashkafot, and there are others with you know who and there are those who have other hashkafot and philosophies who wouldn't reach out you know to those you know from the Mizrahi angle. So I th- I think that that yeah. the achdut that's being created. And by the way, here's my greater point: it's not just COVID. It, we we see what you do with the magazine. And who you invite to participate. Some of the people you invite to participate are not known as the epitome of religious Zionism, but they have something to add. They have something to contribute to the discussion about Israel and the discussion about Jerusalem. And I think that's why, you know, it, the COVID was not just a coincidence and it wasn't just about money and finances. I think because of your attitude, you were able to, to, to you know, reach out and, and include everybody because you've demanded that effort before. That was that's no, my I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, I also think that you know, religious Zionism can be a very broad tent. Meaning, right. what, what is religious Zionism? You know, there's some, some people who may be more Zionistic than religious, as others who are more religious and a little less Zionistic. But right. many people would feel that they're deeply committed to uh, the, to aspiring to live a life of uh, Torah and 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 you know and Kiddush uh, Hashem and Shmirat uh, Torah Mitzvot, and at the same time are committed to the land and state of Israel. Yep. And uh, and one has to create as well, you know the, the I think you know we've the, the I say that the two I, I often repeat you know that the only two things in the Torah which are ever called a morasha and an active inheritance so certain of the 
the uh, commentators point out that it's called a Morasha, not a, a not a Yerusha, not a Yerusha. Yerusha is something that you inherit. Uh, you can inherit it. Um, um, you can inherit it um, passively. A morasha is something that has to be bequeathed to you, and you have to be lahorish. You know, got You receive it from others, and you give it over to others. The only two things in the Torah which are called a morasha, an inheritance for each and every Jew, is the connection to Torah, Torah Tzivalan Moshe, Morasha Kilat Yaakov, and Eretz Yisrael. It says that Hashem promised in the beginning of Parashat Va'era, Hashem I promised to Harum Yitzchak and Yaakov and to your forefathers and mothers to give you the land of Eretz Yisrael. And we know what Yisurim, we just experienced the last number of weeks of just the Yisurim, just to have our place yeah. under the sun, uh, and, and what we've endured through Hamas, an internationally recognized terror organization, which is not aspiring to any type of coexistence, but only to, as the charter says, and they've reinforced, and the head of Hamas said again this week, is the Jewish people do not have any legitimate right to any part of the land of Israel. And yet the only two things that the Torah clearly says is the Yerusha, the Morasha, the, the spiritual inheritance of every single Jew and Jewess throughout the generations is two things, a Kesha to Torah, in the Kesha to Eretz Israel, And it's after these two things, which is the great challenge of our, of our generation, ignorance and assimilation and losing people through their lack of connection to Jewish people and Torah. And secondly, our legitimate right, which we've had the privilege in the last 73 years to return as a sovereign collective to the land of Israel. These are two great opportunities. And that to me is the core of religious Zionism. It's how do we bring the Torah and our values, which are, you know, the Torah values, uh, with its connection to the people of Israel, the land and the Torah, how do we bring that all together? And those are the two great opportunities of Jewish destiny, which through Hashem's grace have been presented today. That's what we're struggling over. And that's our mission to try and be irrelevant in, in those two areas. Ah, Rav Daron, you're so amazing. Um, Rav Daron Peretz with us. At, at the risk of now, you know, <laughs> spending the entire hour with you. Uh, um, <laughs> one of the things we're learning as as you and everybody in Israel went through the most recent attacks from Hamas and saw the damage um, and, and the loss of life to, to our brothers and sisters and the riots in the quote-unquote Jewish-Arab neighborhoods of Israel, and now, frankly, what we're seeing here in the United States, we're, we're starting to look like some of the European cities where people have to think twice before if they look yeah. if they look noticeably Jewish before going on the street, I, I think I think one of the themes from this conversation that's developing is that we only have on on each other to depend. Obviously, we ultimately depend on the one above, but yeah. but we're gonna be we're gonna be fighting this fight alone if we can reach a consensus and have achdut more achdut than division. It's to our advantage. Yeah, there's no question. There's absolutely no question that um, at the end of the day, I mean, Chazal say time and time again that so much of the, uh, in fact, I saw recently the Maldim says it on, Oseh Shalom, Yirmav Huya, Oseh Shalom, Aleinu, Enos Hashem Ozla Mo'itein, Hashem Yerechtam of Shalom. Ultimately, says the Maldim, as, as so many different sources indicate, that when there's internal Shalom, there's a Klimachzik Brachad, if we're somehow able to find a place within Jewish destiny for all of us and, and, and can somehow find a way to get on, that's, uh, that's the key. I mean, it's crazy in Israel today, as, as you know, in the last yeah. two and a half years, we now, yeah. you know, there, there, could, there could be a fifth election. We, there's still, no matter how you cook this pot, and no matter how you swing left or right, no one has a majority. And people having to rely on all types of political combinations that have never been entertained before, because simply there isn't 
a clear majority to either side, either because of ideology or personalities. And 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 uh, and then we have this, uh, you know, then we have this constant reminder, uh, you know, of the enemy from without, which often galvanizes. And I think, unfortunately, Nahum, one of the things we saw the last two weeks is how divided so much of, you know, also American jury is about coming out with clear statements because the the whole sort of PR machine and the whole controversy around, uh, you know, around uh, what happened with, you know, Israel and its defensive war against Hamas yeah. is. You know, we, we can't even talk as one Jewish voice because there's so much complexity here. But we have to find a way. We have to find a way that the community can somehow find room for each other, resolve differences, be able to go together. Because, uh, as you say, uh, you know, uh, we, yeah, we have to rely on each other and we have to uh, we have to create that internal unity. And once there's that internal unity and shalom, then everything will stem from that. And that is the hardest malocha before everything. And uh, that's the that's same. That's the no question about it. Uh, anybody who wants to participate, even post facto, in the Yeshivot and Seminaries campaign and strengthen the uh, Mizrahi Yeshivot and Seminaries in Israel, you can go to causematch.com. Campaign's officially over, but Rav Daron is leaving the link up for a couple of days. For anybody who'd like to participate, again, we would have been much more active if we did this earlier in the week, but anybody who does want to participate, you still have a chance right now. Go to causematch.com, simply search Mizrahi, and you'll see the success, thank God, that the campaign has had so far. Rav Daron, yeah. Rav Daron before I let you go, I have to add one more thing, which you'll you'll love this. I have a feeling you'll love this. Yeah. Yesterday I had the honor of being um, of presenting a eulogy in memory of our dear friend Mayor Weingarten, and, mm-hmm. and I, I ended by saying to Mayor, I said that in a very emotional moment, obviously, I, I said to him, it was not supposed to end this way. And then I quote, I'm quoting myself now, we planned on being together in Jerusalem on April 16th, 2048, Yom Ha'atzma'ut, the 100th birthday of the state of Israel, the way our fathers were there 100 years earlier. Rav Daron, you're going you're gonna to think I'm crazy. But I want to put this on the calendar for the Jewish world. <laughs> I'm not. And I, yeah. uh, Mayor, you know, it's funny. I once heard an interview in Israel. When I was in Israel, I heard an interview. There was somebody trying to make an effort to have the 2048 Olympics in Israel in honor of the 100th anniversary of Israel. And and I told this to Mayor. It was a serious discussion, like, you know, on one of the morning shows in Israel when I was visiting. And I told him, but of course, he thought it was, you know, it would never happen, et cetera, et cetera. But then I said to him that. Um, 2048. We have to start planning. We have to start planning. 100th anniversary, Yom Ha'atzmaut. All Jews from around the world have to try to be in Israel for the big celebration. Now, Mayor won't be with us, obviously. I mean, he'll you know he'll be with us, but not physically. Uh, but Rav Daron, I'm asking you as much as as crazy as this is, <laughs> we have to put it on the calendar. And time goes by quicker than we think. And we have to encourage young and old to make plans decades from now to be in Israel a hundred years after the big day. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I knew you'd absolutely. go for it. I knew you'd go I'd for say, it. <laughs> I'd say two things. There's two things about, obviously, the, the dichotomy of life in general. On the one hand, you have to, you know, sh- uh, you know, you've got to dream, you've got to envision the future, you've got to plan for it, etc., and then at the very same time, as it said in Yiddish, you know, immense lacht and got trust. You know, immense lacht and got lacht. You know, you you plan, a man uses, and a man plans. How's it go? A man plans and Hashem uses. So um, 
the end of the day, you know, life is so unpredictable. And uh, as you said with Mayer, and uh, you had these big plans and things change. Yeah. And we should all, all of us should have the gazunt and the health and the and the all the good things to be able to get there. But one thing we know, Bezrat Hashem, Laaman Yisrael, that's where Klal Yisrael is heading, Bezrat Hashem. And to have that belief and planning and and and, and dreaming of of you know of that day of of a hundred years, a century of a of a, of a modern state of Israel is unbelievable. And we for sure have to be dreaming and thinking really, really big. And then at the same time, knowing that Hashem has His plans, and then we plan for the you know you the 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 uh, the, the ongoing challenges of of the you know of life and, and and how things change and all the variables. But we have to have it both ways. Life has to be planned of Hainu Kachomim. To think forward and envision and plan and uh, and uh, you know and work towards the future and then at the same time live in the present with all of the challenges you know they say about by the way about the Israeli army that because the variables in Israel are are so are so fluid both the political and military variables that you know uh, things change so much that the Israeli army now in its strategic thinking as opposed to having one particular plan they're constantly planning. For multiple variables, meaning what's always put before the, the strategy of Tzahal is five or six different eventualities that you, you've got to con- continually prepare for different eventualities because you don't know how it's going to. So even when you plan for the future, you've got to plan in such a way that it could go in so many different directions. So it's almost, uh, you know, this way of, of, of dealing with this dichotomy. Yes, plan for the future. We don't know what the future holds. So at least on the way to the future is planning all the different ways. So, all right, somehow, so one, so one, I agree with you. So one have the big vision. Yeah, so one, so one second. One second. Now, now I'm going to put the pressure on you, Rav Duro. Now I'm going to put the <laughs> now I'm going to put the pressure on you. Do we have a commitment that you'll join us for the Yom Ha'atzmaut special 2048? Or are you going to be way too busy that day? No, I have a commitment. All being well, it's all able and well to be there. Twenty forty eight. There's Russia ship in twenty seven years time. There's Russia ship. Call it a vote. All these days to be there. Uh, always a privilege and a pleasure to speak with you. A dash ham to everybody in Aretz, and thank you so much for continuing to lead us during these very challenging times. Thank you so much, and again, thank you to you and everyone at the Nacham Siegel Network. We really appreciate our partnership and all the amazing things you're doing for Klal Israel. We thank our partners also in this campaign, Cause Match. We've done an unbelievable job right, working true. together with Shivotan Seminaries, and all who are working at Mizrahi and in, and in our local branch in the United States, RZA, uh, you know, Mizrahi USA, led by the Executive Vice President Rabbi Ari Rokov and all of those involved over there. And all these Shibotan seminaries in Israel which are involved in this campaign, we should all of us, as Rabbi Shem, all, and all of Klai Israel, should have the Shmaya and be well. And please God, only good things for Klai Israel and for, indeed, all of humanity. Hope to see you soon, and hopefully it'll be in Jerusalem. Thank you, Rav Daron. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Rav Daron Peretz, our leader, World Mizrahi. Amazing, amazing, amazing man. April 16th, 2048. I could see Mayor rolling his eyes right now. <laughs> April 16th, 2048. Let's all, first of all, let's all pray that we're healthy and able to be there, but let's all plan. Let's all plan to be in Israel for the 100th anniversary of the State of Israel. Yeah, you have to dream. And Mayor and I spent a lot of time dreaming, and a lot of those dreams became reality. I don't want people to think that there was so much unfinished business. We did have a lot of dreams and things we wanted to implement that we spoke about all the time, but um, we, we we did a lot. We got a lot of them done, and hopefully many of them will continue. 
Wednesday morning broadcast, a reminder that our dear friend Mayor Weingarten is being laid to rest in Beit Shemesh, Eretz Achaim Cemetery, at 7 p.m. tonight, Israel time. Please, if he inspired you, if you knew him, if you didn't know him but he inspired you, try to be there and let's make his final kavod, his final send-off as large and as dignified as possible. 7 p.m., Eretz Achaim Cemetery, Beit Shemesh, tonight, in Israel, they will um, they will um, lay Mayer to rest as close as possible uh, to his father. The closest plot that was available to his father is where he will be uh, for eternity, uh, fittingly. Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Wednesday morning, you're listening to JM in the AM.